Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek for the voyage home, one drug trip minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. <laughs> and I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. <laughs> hey, Dave. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. I'm feeling uh, super sober compared to this minute. Yeah, this is... <laughs> This is this it. one. So this one from so last minute, I thought we like we figured some stuff out and it was really cool. Uh-huh. And then you know the minute continues a little bit here, and then we get into real weirdness. Yeah. This so is, uh, this is the weirdest yeah. thing we've ever talked about. I would say so. <clears throat> so this is a uh, minute thirty-three, and uh, this minute starts with the continuation of the giant heads, <laughs> and ends with uh, Kirk waking up. <laughs> yep. Okay. So we come into the minute again. We're you know we're at, on Easter Island here, and uh, you know we have the giant giant heads and the the finishing transformation from Sulu to Chekhov, mm-hmm. to which he says something but can't quite make out what he says. Yeah, I I, I went back and forth trying to it's trying a, to figure I, it out, and I feel like he's saying something about power, but I don't I can't tell. Yeah, I mean so we. We figured out in the last minute that the you know the dialogue that the dialogue we heard the dialogue we heard in the last minute is from later in the film. Yes. So so I have to assume that in this minute it's the same thing. Right. Oh, definitely because the next person we come to is McCoy and he says uh, he says my God Jim where are we and that's the scene when they are coming in they have just done the slingshot again. And they're out of control. And he's like, my God, Jim, where are we? Okay. Yep. Yep. So there's that. And then uh, Spock says something again. Can't really. And there's no like official record. It's like this is not in the script. And I have been unable to find any indication of what some of these people are saying. Yeah. And the interns fail this as well. Yes. Uh, I, I would. I will. I think we should put it out there to the listeners. If you can tell us what Spock is saying, there's a Star Trek Minute sticker in it for you. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's like a mumble. And uh, yeah, and I know it's not going to pay off. It's just going to be something he says later in the film. Yeah. But I, it's bugging me that I can't understand it. Right. And then Kirk says, you're talking about the end of everybody on Earth. And that's the whole thing of, uh, you know, Kirk then you – know, you know, basically saying to, to Spock, you know, you're talking about the end of everybody on Earth. Don't you have any GD feelings about that? You know, this is a PG show, so I'm not going to say it. Wow, good for you. Um, so that's the this is the normal part of the I guess this this whole sequence is yes. the normal part of the right. Uh, so before we before we go into the into the rest before of this Before we thing. go any further. Before we go any further, uh, I, <laughs> I found, um, you know, we've been following along uh, in the comic book adaptation and in Vonda yeah. McIntyre's uh, novelization. Um, the comic book does nothing, right, for this, this sequence is not even referenced. They just, they just, uh, they slingshot around, uh, around the sun right. and then they wake up. So there's no, there's no whatever we're going to call this dream sequence or yep. time yep. travel sequence. 
but in the in Vonda's uh, in the book, Vonda, uh, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's all again uh, to- told from the point of view of Jim, which is you know, the same thing that's happening here in the movie that we're supposed to be yep. inside Kirk's head right now. Um, <clears throat> but she does in in hers. Uh, he's going back in time um, as part of this, and so he's uh, you know he sees the Enterprise crashing into Genesis. He sees David. He sees Spock as a youth. Oh, wow. um, but then, you know, he sees Spock getting younger. He sees McCoy getting younger. Then remembers when he first met him, when he first met Mr. Scott, Uhura. Uh, so it's all like these one-liners of mm. uh, when he met everybody in the crew. Um, and then he actually, he goes back to into the, into the original series uh, about his, uh, his brother, Sam, who died. Uh, I think it was in, Operation Annihilate, mm. uh, which is those weird, grody amoeba things that were you know, yeah. taking over people's bodies. So she references that. Uh, it goes back to Gary Mitchell dying in a rock slide on an alien planet. So it's like, it, it, it's pretty cool that she references all these moments. Um, and then actually gets a flash of his father, George Sam, Samuel Kirk, a remote and solitary man who seemed alone even when he was with his family. Um, right. So it, it was a good... Uh, that would be... an that would be an interesting thing to have seen if they, you know, could have done that, you know, flashing back to see all the younger versions of themselves, right? Meeting each other. And, um, that would have been an interesting montage. Although, mm. although I don't know how they would have pulled it off, you know, where they have, you know, made everybody look younger, where they have done like, uh, you know, hired new actors to play young versions of everybody. Would you have liked mm. to have seen that? That would have been interesting. It would have been an interesting sequence. Um, yeah, I think I would. I have wanted to see that. I mean, I guess now that now that I'm saying it out loud, it it makes sense that you know they're traveling back in time. So does that mean that Kirk was just seeing, you know, as part of that, he was seeing himself go back in time until obviously he wasn't. Born. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't. Again, that's kind of weird because if he's going back in time and he's seeing those things again or we're seeing in the movie we're seeing future not seeing but hearing future events that's right um, yeah yeah that's right the so it's a, so it's a future. little so it's a little weird so you know these are all quotes from later in the movie um so and i did figure out another one oh. i did, figured out another quote what do you got so uh we didn't know what scotty had said yeah and he's the first one to come on before transitions into war he says admiral there be whales here Oh, that's what he says. Okay. Yes. So, uh, nice. so the only ones we can't really figure out, which we need the interns' help, would be uh, Chekhov and Spock. Yep. Agreed. Uh, yeah, and then the so let's get, <laughs> so let's talk about this, right? Um, so the heads fade away, and then we get this. Um, I guess it's a. Is it supposed to be a space whale? Is that what would you call this image that we're seeing next? A squale. A squale. Squail. Nice. Uh, uh, that's I got that from. I'm not taking credit for that. That's Peter Klein's uh, from 14. He mentions that's what he calls them space space whales, and someone goes squails. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. Uh, um, I yeah. I kind of thought this was like a a whale. I'm assuming that this is a whale. Yeah. So it's it's kind of weird looking. Well, so. Could it be? Could we be looking at the, the, the traveler? Uh, the, well, yeah, or the, tr- the the species that sent the traveler, or 
who's driving the traveler you know what i mean the, could this be what mm. the space whales look like the ones that are trying to talk to the humpback whales oh, on Earth? interesting i didn't think of that because it certainly doesn't look like you know it it looks uh different enough that it's not a yeah. whale from earth yeah i don't find any reference to this in um in the thing we had found before it, it actually sort of skips over this. It talks more about the, the heads changing and how they did the heads going right into the next scene, which is the the man falling from space kind of thing. But, yeah, um, that's a that's a great thought. I had not thought that this was um, – that he could be seeing the species, the traveler species or the, the species that sent the traveler. I mean that's – yeah, because this does not look like – this. Is, this gives you the illusion that he's thinking of a whale, but right. it's <laughs> excuse me, uh, but this is unlike a whale, right? Or though, or, or like you just said, Kirk's probably you know he's not that I've seen I've seen whales in person I guess in my life, but I mean he never would have seen a whale right because they're extinct at right. these times. So maybe that's his yeah, that's yeah what Kirk that's, thinks a whale looks like. Well, I would think if someone who's an aficionado of history probably would have seen a whale. Mm. Yes, yeah, that's true. Um, do you, yeah. Do you, okay. Is it, is me? I, we know that this sequence is, uh, Ralph McQuarrie, uh, worked on it. So, yep. you know, did a lot of, you know, um, pre-production paintings of things for, we, we talked about this last time, Star Wars and Battlestar yep, Galactic, yep. all sorts of stuff. Uh, I don't know if I'm tainted by that, but I, but I find that this, this whale, this squale, uh, looks like a McQuarrie painting. Oh, it totally does. Yeah. Okay. So it's not just I totally by that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then one thing I uh, I didn't notice that I thought was a nice touch is the the squale gets closer and closer till it yep. fills up the whole screen. It actually looks like water. You know, just before it kind of fades off screen, it looks like we're looking at you know the the surface of a lake or something. So I thought that was a nice touch. I don't oh, know if little, that was little, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. A little. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I like the squail. But yeah, I, it just looks yeah, it looks a little weird. Yeah. And then we get into even more weirdness. Yeah, I I cannot <laughs> go ahead. Which is the uh, so clearly mannequin. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't even think they try to hide it. I mean, this is not even like they basically took a puppet and lit it on fire. <laughs> um, and then they used – or no, they didn't light it on fire. I'm sorry. They used liquid nitrogen was the uh, was the smoke effect. I see. Um, but it looks like it's burning through the atmosphere and then basically crash lands in the water. Is, is that what we're supposed to – I mean, is, so is it – That's what that's what I take. I mean, he's clearly above Earth and yep, then the yep. body is burning up through the atmosphere – and then right at about second 25, you see, like, the legs, the body and the legs, like, diving through the water. Right. So is this supposed to be, like, an abstract representation of someone literally falling to Earth? Is that what they're trying to convey? I, like, I, I guess. <laughs> so it, it's funny. You know, you, you kind of you are opening some thoughts here. And when you mentioned about is Kirk seeing the, the squales? And um, I, I'm thinking of, is he, did he receive subliminal, <laughs> I, I, it's going to sound stupid, but 
subliminal messages from the traveler that you know this sort of put him in in motion like he is somehow these are like you know how they talk about like your 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 id your ego and your super ego and like yeah. you know you, you know your your co- unconscious mind yeah. sometimes registers things that your conscious mind doesn't like is this like his unconscious mind having received you know messages from when you, you know the traveler it. saying i'm gonna you know this is you're you're falling you're gonna burn up in earth or something i mean i know it sounds ridiculous but <laughs> is it a threat, this whole then? scene is ridiculous so let's not <laughs> let's not rule anything out yeah i mean i that's a great theory i guess that either it could be a warning or something or uh i just find it you know in this whole sequence you know okay i get the heads I get the dialogue, the dreamy dialogue in the heads. I can yep. kind of, I, I get that. Uh, I get the squail. Yep, uh, yep. This one just doesn't, it feels like it's out of left field. It doesn't like connect with me other than it, the mannequin lands in water. Like, okay, so that's supposedly yeah. landing in the ocean. But it's just so, <laughs> what does it mean, man? What does the mannequin mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like you is said, it, I don't know, it's a man's fall to earth and then exactly. he's going to be saved in the water. Like, you know, the only way to save yourself is to, I don't know, there's some, I'm sure there's some theory that I've been unable to find online about this particular scene. So again, like this it. is, this yeah, is a perfect, this, this is per- perfect discussion fodder for the, um, the, the, the Facebook listener federation because, amen. I, I really want to hear what people's theories are about this particular sequence because it is a little – I think it's open to interpretation. Oh, for sure. It's yeah, very, it's, it's very, it's, very subjective. Yeah, it's very abstract and um, that's why I mean because you know, the, the material I found was really – it was all about the logistics, like how they made it, like how they make the fog, how they make the puppet, you know, or, mm. you know the mannequin, um, how do they make the – the heads, yeah, but it wasn't right. Really, no one really said, well, here's what it's supposed to all mean. Um, or at least not that I found. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, so the mannequin lands in the water. He gets some nice, uh, you know, soothing, calming ocean huh? waves. Huh? And, the, and then they cut to this. The I always get confused when I see when they cut to the reeds. Yeah, everything it's on, like a swamp or something, or some sort of lake. It, yeah, and I always think I'm going to, at this point, I, I always expect the bird of prey to be landing in the background for right. some reason. Because that's what it feels like. It feels like it's about to transition to, oh, we're here at Earth. Um, but instead it cuts back to, it fades back into the bird of prey bridge. Yes. Um, which is no longer white, which is disappointing. Yep, now it's all red, red alert. That would be cool if, if it, uh, you know, we talked about that when it's just, it's white for that one brief moment mm. um, at the beginning of the sequence. It'd be cool if actually time travel had turned everything white. It'd be cool if he woke up and everything yeah. was white. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it goes from red to, and then it goes normal. So I don't know, is the red, what, oh. was that, so like you get like super, you know, it's like yeah. really red. And then the scene sort of gradually just transitions to normal. So is the red part part of the part of the sequence? Part of the sequence, like the dream sequence. 
Uh, I'm going to say yes, because I don't, I don't remember seeing anything red when they, when they were, uh, when they were starting the slingshot, right? We saw it mm. shaking. I know we commented on the, you know, the red border lighting and all that kind of stuff, but I don't remember the, the, the overall lighting of the bridge being in red. So that, so yeah, I would say that's part of it. It's the end of the sequence. Right, right. Because it goes black, and then Kirk opens his eyes, and the lighting goes back to normal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So he told, yeah, he opens his eyes, and so it's another, coming coming out of his stupor. Yeah. It's just uh, Nimoy again playing with his lighting. Loves the lighting. Yeah. Got to throw something in there. But I think this is done well. This is done very well. You mean over this whole the time travel sequence? No, no, I'm talking about his lighting. This oh. movie is is done much better, much is done very well. Oh yeah, much better than Search for Spock. Yes, yeah, yes. it was very simplistic and like they were lighting things on uh, for a stage, like a play. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess that that's how the minute ends, right? Is Kirk opening his eyes? He opens his eyes, and I think he calls out Mr. Sulu. Mr. Sulu. I wonder if Mr. Sulu ever thinks about that later. Like, oh, he always asks for me first. Well, I mean, you got to feel important. Yeah, he should. So do you think Kirk's the first one to wake up? Um, yeah, I think Kirk's, yeah, he's always the first to wake up. He's a captain. He's He probably never, even when he sleeps, he's probably like sleeps with one eye open kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, always, he's always on. He's always got to be looking out for his crew. So I just imagine that this, you know, the sequence, everybody just passed out cold. Right. And he's semi there. Maybe that's so, why he had all these visions. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, though, because um, obviously we determined that this is, you know, based on information we found that this is all happening in Kirk's, Kirk's head. Right. So I'm just curious as to wondering what other people were going through. Like, sure. it just would have it just would have been interesting. Like, did you guys... Did you, did you guys see that? Like, did you guys see the giant heads? And everyone be like, "What are you, what are you talking about?" Like, I, I saw nothing, or you know, I saw a Vulcan, or you know, I, yeah. some something something else, whatever it was. And I just, yeah, Sulu said he was fencing the whole time, right? That kind yeah. of stuff. I just think it would have been. Uh, I, I just think it would have been uh, interesting. Right. Does Does Vonda? So does Vonda not talk about no. post? Post um, dream sequence. Well, I'm I'm reading along as we go, so oh, okay. I, I haven't gotten much further beyond where they wake up and you know Jim says Mr. Sulu and you know then we get into you know get into the stuff that's happening in the next minute, but nobody, oh, okay. uh, not that I've seen yet. Um, nobody has uh, uh, paused and whispered to one another. Did you uh, did you imagine? Did you see some heads floating out of fog? <laughs> well, well that. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm. That, that's kind of what I mean. Like, would, is he keeping it to himself because he's like, they, they're gonna think I'm crazy. Oh yeah, he, he's not gonna share that. Um, I don't think I, I I never thought about it till you know this. We started doing this this movie. Um, mm. I always thought the sequence was just you know. I never thought it was from Jim's. I don't know why I keep calling Jim today. In a Kirk's perspective. Um, I just assumed it was something like they were all experiencing at the same time. Right. You know, so they all saw the heads. They all saw the squail. They all, you know. 
Yeah, I mean that's that was my assumption was that they are all sort of having this com- community dream. Mm, you know, they're yeah. all you know kind of like Inception. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think. Like, could they have done without this scene? They could, oh, know, I think they, so. They could have. They could have done some. You know, more. You know, external shots of the the ship whipping around the the sun and hitting. You know. Oh yeah, this is definitely two double minutes warp of... effect. You know that kind of yeah. stuff. This is two minutes of filler. <laughs> filler, yeah, trippy filler. Um, yeah, because I mean, they go around the sun. I mean, you could have, you know, they go into, you know, the thing slingshot around the sun. They could have uh, shown, yeah, like special effects of, anybody, you know, yeah. you know, stars and you know the time tra- change or something like that. And um, uh, yeah, you could have, you could have totally done without this scene. It would have been nice. And then they, t- yeah, nice touch if they showed some one of the clocks rolling backwards, like you know, call back to the original series. Oh, that would have been great, like the chronometer that uh, from yeah. uh, from that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Did they buckle up before they did this? Did anybody buckle up? Does anyone buckle up? In, I mean, <laughs> isn't that, isn't that what artificial gravity is for, so that you don't fly out of your chair? Well, you know, I keep thinking of uh, I don't know how. But then again, yeah, they get when they get shot, people you see people flying across the screen. Right. I was thinking of uh, 2010. I don't know how well you know that movie. Um, I, I don't know it very well. No, there's a there's a sequence when they're uh, they're breaking away from Jupiter, uh, and they're you know kind of flooring it with. They've got both mm. both ships tied together, and they're just kind of trying to get out of there because of uh, what's happening behind them, and uh, you know chaos reigns on the bridge. And at some point, someone's seatbelt snaps. And the dude goes flying, like flies right <laughs> out of his chair and goes like, you know, splat up against the wall in the back of the room. And like, oh, that would have been a nice touch here if somebody had gotten <laughs> pressed up the back up against the wall. Right. Um, but I suppose that's probably too harrowing for our our heroes. No wonder he gets seriously injured, do they? I think so. Well, Chekhov gets hurt later. Anyway. Hmm. All right, man. Uh, yeah, I don't have any. I don't have anything else for this. Uh... I know it's trip. It's hard to it's hard to be uh, trippier than what we just saw. I know, really. Uh, okay, well then, uh, I'm I'm all right wrapping it up. It's uh, I'm ready for the weekend. How about you? I am so ready for the weekend. All right. Well, speaking of the weekend, uh, we've got our, our uh, for our Patreon uh, listeners, we've got a weekend episode coming up uh, this this weekend, and um, if you're interested in getting a uh, a weekly, an additional weekly bonus episode from uh, Dave and I. Uh, you should definitely uh, uh, come on over to Patreon. If you go to StarTrekMinute.com, click on Become a Patron, you can sponsor the show. Um, and we've got a, a variety of different levels that you can sponsor us at. And uh, depending on the level, uh, there's some cool uh, swag we like to give back, including a weekly bonus episode. Mm. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, and one of the uh, uh, one of the benefits. Uh, that we have is we uh, like to call out and say thank you to all our patrons uh, on our Friday episode. So that's where we're at. Let's say some thank yous. Sure. All you. All me. All right. I'm going to go. Think you're, I think, yeah, I think you're, uh... is it my turn? Yeah, I think it's your turn. I'm going to go in reverse order today. Oh boy. Uh, so uh, we would like to thank, uh, right out of the gate, uh, Worf's sweaty sock drawer. 
uh, I think we asked uh, people to change their name because it grosses me out every time I read it. Uh, but yeah, so thanks. Thanks, Worf Sweaty Sock Drawer. <laughs> Uh, next up is we are the davids your patreon will adapt to service us resistance is futile uh he wins the award of longest patreon name yeah <laughs> uh so thank you uh thanks to vibrant visionaries and heidi bennett uh that's a that's a vibrant visionaries is, her, is heidi's podcast or one of her podcasts yep. she's also part of the movies by minutes family yep uh thank you to timmy bricks Jimmy Bricks. Yeah. Thank you to the Carlisles. We're big fans of the Carlisles. Uh, thanks to Sagacious Crumb. Ha ha, I got it right. Well, you did. The first nice time. Job. Thank you, sir. Uh, assuming the, I'm assuming Sagacious is a sir, but I, I cannot confirm or deny that. Uh, thank you to um, Con Noonien Shane. I do like that one. That's a good one. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, thanks to Kevin. Thanks to our friends over at Giraffe Bear and their fine wool paintings. Yes. Uh, thanks to Conrad. And finally, thanks to Captain America. Steve Rogers. We should all be thanking Captain America, right? I think we should. Yes. And we'll be thanking him more in about a month. <laughs> or maybe less than a month. Oh, yeah. You're talking about uh, Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Endgame yes. Coming soon. Um and I see you got me all distracted and I'm like, yeah, let's talk about that. But no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's again say thank you uh, once again to all of our, our patrons. We really appreciate the support. Uh, we are humbled and honored. Um, and uh, again, all of, all of the, all of your support uh, goes back into the show, helps keep the lights on and uh, um, yeah, enjoy. So uh, let's wrap it up then. And uh, we'll say adios and we'll be back again on Monday. Uh, talking about minute 34 of the voyage yep. home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye. <laughs>